Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Snacks, hosted by Alan Severa. Your choice for condensed fantasy topics of the day that will help you win your fantasy league. So we had a wild week two that left a lot of questions. It seemed to be one of the most injury-plagued weeks that we've seen in a while for top draft picks. So it looks like Christian McCaffrey is going to be out from four to six weeks. And we also have Saquon Barkley, who I, I know I've drafted in a couple leagues. He's going to be out for the year. So we have a lot to talk about. So let's dive right into it. And week three, waiver wire pickups. Now, first I wanted to talk about the running backs for this waiver wire pickups. The first one I want to talk about, and I think is the most undervalued, but winds up actually having one of the higher upsides, is Miles Gaskin. Now, he's very underrated by the public just because he is a Miami Dolphin. Now, I thought Jordan Howard was going to have a great year this year. But as of right now, all he looks like is a goal line back. And then you also have Matt Breida, who they ended up trading for this offseason, who really isn't seeing the field very often. Out of nowhere, seemingly, Miles Gaskin, the second-year running back, is having a phenomenal year. He actually is on the field 64% of the snaps. 64%. And right now, we don't know what's going on. Deontay Parker seems like he's a little bit off this year. Preston Williams isn't looking good. And guess what? Miles Gaskin has the second most target shares in the league for a running back at 16%. I mean, what's a guy got to do to get any recognition in the NFL? Listen... He had six or seven targets last week for 36 yards, and he ran the ball seven times for 46 yards against the tight Bills defense. Listen, if you want somebody with upside, somebody that will surprise you all, be ahead of the game. Get Miles Gaskin as one of your top priority picks. If you don't, you're going to regret it. So the next one I want to talk about is Joshua Kelly. Now, during the offseason, everybody talked about Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson. Nobody was quite sure who was going to be the number two behind Eckler. Well, after week one, we already had our answer. Joshua Kelly is the number two behind Eckler. And depending on game script, it might be more like a 1A and 1B. So, so far in this past two weeks, Joshua Kelly has had 35 carries which equaled to 124 yards, and he also had two receptions. The thing about Joshua Kelly is he seems to be more of the runner out of the backfield. Now, last week against the Chiefs, he wasn't very good in comparison to Eckler. Eckler had a really good game on the ground. But the problem is Joshua Kelly just isn't getting the receptions. So if you want kind of that 1B option on matchups that are a little be, going to be a little bit more run-heavy, Joshua Kelly would be a great flex options right now. And depending how the season goes, he might wind up being a number two for the rest of the year. He seemed to have a little bit better of a game script when Tyrod Taylor was in for week one. But after his unexpected injury in pregame warmups, when they had Justin Herbert playing, it seemed like Eckler was the better option. So it might be quarterback dependent. And with their head coach already saying once Tyrod Taylor's healthy, it's his team. 
you might want to watch out for Joshua Kelly. He should be your number two waiver wire selection for this coming week. Next, Mike Davis. He had an unexpected game this past week because Christian McCaffrey did go down with what looks like an ankle sprain. He'll be out for about four to six weeks. Now, he did not get the most amount of carries after that injury. The one who actually got the carries was Curtis Samuel. He had four, where Mike Davis only had one. So, I don't know really what to expect out of Mike Davis besides his pass-catching ability out of the backfield, where he went a good eight for eight in catches. He's been around the league for quite some time now, and he's been dropped from a few teams. So, I would put a little bit of fab in for him or put in a waiver request, but he would not be my top priority for running back. We kind of know the running back he is at this point in the game. And let's face it, it's not a very dynamic offense. They do have some good pass catchers, but I wouldn't expect a huge upside from Mike Davis. Next up is Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson had a really good week too, but that came because Mike Brown and Cam Akers both got injured. So as of right now, we don't really know how much time is going to be missed by both those running backs, but let's face facts. Okay, Mike Brown had a good week one last year and this past year, but if they truly believed in him, they wouldn't have drafted Daryl Henderson last year and Cam Akers this year. And to go along with that argument, same thing. Daryl Henderson, if they wanted him to be the number one running back long term, they wouldn't have drafted Cam Akers this year. So far, Mike Brown had one good game. Akers hasn't had any good games, really. Daryl Henderson looked good this past year and has that big playability. But... For week three, if that's what you needed him for, he's going up against the Bills. So it might be a pretty difficult one, even though Miles Gaskin did good against the Bills last year. Daryl Henderson, I don't think he's as good of a running back. Plus, I'm not really sold on Daryl Henderson's ability, if you can't figure that out already. So I'd say, honestly, watch out for Xavier Jones. He is actually their fourth or fifth string running back but he's an undrafted rookie out of Southern Methodist College. He looked phenomenal in his college career, but he could uh, wind up being their top player in deeper leagues. Look out for Xavier Jones. Now let's move on to the wide receivers. The first wide receiver I wanted to mention was Nikhil Harry. Now Nikhil Harry looked like a bust last year, let's face the facts. He didn't have Tom Brady's trust. But this year, things are different with Cam Newton. He actually led the Patriots in targets in week two. Also, he is their second primary target behind Edelman, but only by one target. So he is definitely an up-and-coming wide receiver, and I think he's going to wind up taking over Edelman over the course of this year. He's younger. He's fresher, he understands the offense better, and he has some good wide receivers matching up. 
And let's face facts, it seems like they're going to be a pretty high-scoring team this year. Next, I want to talk about is Taquan Smith with the Narland Saints. Now, with Mike Thomas out, it seems like he's going to be the go-to wide receiver. We thought it was going to be Emmanuel Sanders, but he definitely is having a harder time catching the trust of Drew Brees and learning this offense. So Daquan Smith is relatively new to the NFL, so he's still learning, but he's definitely looking a lot better than he did last year. He's averaging 7 yards per target with at least 7 targets. So that is the one of the best in week two in the NFL. So he's definitely going to have that role for the next few weeks while Michael Thomas is still recovering. Another person to put in some fab for or put in your waiver request is Keenan Cole. Now, a couple years ago, he winded up, honestly for me, he winded up helping me win a fantasy football championship. He has a lot of opportunity this year in Jay Gruden's offense. He seemed to catch on really quickly and is their number two wide receiver, but he actually has had the most targets so far this year. He is not as... Next, I wanted to talk about Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole actually won me a championship a few years ago when he had Blake Broyles throwing him the ball. But he kind of disappeared over the past year. Now, with Gardner Minshew and Jay Gruden's offense, he is the Jaguars' leading wide receiver in team targets. Each week, he actually has had a touchdown. He has a lot of trust in this offense with LaVisca Chenault still going through his rookie troubles. And it seems like their number one wide receiver and DJ Shark is having a little bit of difficulty at the beginning of this season. So Keenan Cole is a great stash right now to have ready to throw into your flex option during the bye weeks that are going to be coming up shortly. So I want you to keep in mind Keenan Cole is having a phenomenal year and worthy of a pickup in week three. Now this year we have had a lot of rookie wide receivers that have been leading the way in the NFL. They haven't been getting as many targets and receptions as the veterans that are primarily in the backfield, but every week they're getting more and more trust. We have Chase Claypool with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who has done great over the past couple weeks. Actually, with Pro Football Focus, his receiving grade is a 91%. That's crazy. He's also second in yards route run at 6.35. It's nuts. Like Chase Claypool is getting open with the Pittsburgh Steelers because they have Deion Johnson and they have Juju Smith-Schuster leading the way. So he's wide open. He actually caught an 84-yard touchdown in week two. He's already And he's getting more snaps behind veteran James Washington. So listen, if you have some options to pick up one of these rookies that could have a phenomenal year, Chase Claypool might lead the way. Also, Michael Pittman Jr. with the Colts is going to see a lot of looks in this upcoming weeks now that Paris Campbell's hurt and T.Y. Hilton, let's face it, he's looking really old and slow. 
If you're looking for up-and-comer tight ends for this week's waiver wire, look no further than Drew Sample of the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, let's face it. Uh, when Usman got hurt, he's going to be the, the number one for the rest of the season when it comes to their tight ends. They have a rookie quarterback who is going to be looking for his safety valve. Look no further than Drew Sample. Last week, he actually got nine targets and seven receptions for 45 yards. While that might not be glamorous numbers, the fact remains is that he's looked for and he's targeted plenty. He should be the number one priority for you when it comes to any tight end this week. There's Mo Ali Cox, who had a great game with six receptions and over 100 yards, but he still is the number two. So barring any more injuries, uh, you won't really see him very often when Jack Doyle is healthy. So it's worth putting him and rostering him, but he wouldn't be your number one tight end this week. And the last tight end for wave wire pickup I want to talk about is Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys. Now he is going to be the number one tight end for the Dallas Cowboys this year. He had a great, great week two. Almost blew up out of nowhere because this is his third year in the league and he hasn't made any headway uh, to be there even their number one tight end. But due to injuries, hey, you never know. This, so far this year, he's had 14 targets and 10 receptions. Almost 100 yards and one touchdown. So he's definitely going to be an option. And he's definitely going to be open. Because they have Elliott. And then as wide receivers, they already have Gallup. They already have uh, Amari Cooper. Plus, they have the rookie standout. So... In all honesty, he's going to be probably maybe the fifth, fifth option out there. But their defense isn't very good. And so they're always going to be passing the ball around. He's a great waiver wire to pick up. Even if you have a primary tight end, he'll be great for that bi-week replacement and possible flex. And last thing I want to go over is I want you to avoid the trap. Listen. Shaquan Barkley is out for the year. I know it's sad. I know it's hurting you deep inside. I know when you think about it, you cry a little bit, but you just can't show those tears. Do not pick up Deontay Freeman, who it looks like now signed with the Giants. Do not pick up Deion Lewis, who's been with the Giants. Do not pick up any any, any New York Giants running back. They're going to leave you to only more tears and more problems because none of them are going to wind up being really fantasy relevant. If you ever played one of them, you're going to wish you didn't. So please, just while we're talking about it, let's just avoid Golden Tate. Listen, I know Sterling Shepard's hurt too. Well, guess what? Golden Tate. He's been around the league. He's looking slow and old. Don't pick him up either. Just listen. Just avoid. Avoid. The only player you should even think about playing on that team right now is going to be Ingram as your tight end. 
But let's face it, even he's a bust. He only had one good year. He's just going to be peppered with targets the remainder of the year. I think the Giants are just going to keep going downhill. Avoid. One last person to avoid, Jordan Reed. Listen, he had a good game. Don't get me wrong. He used to be a phenomenal tight end. But let's face it, he is going to get hurt. He gets major concussions every year. He couldn't even recover from one last year. Don't fall into the trap of getting some of these recycled players you see every single year that wind up never putting up any value. Hey, once again, thank you for listening to Fantasy Snacks, hosted by Alan Severa, your choice for condensed fantasy topics of the day that will help you win your fantasy league. Now, this week, there was quite a few injuries. So, there are a lot of waiver wire options and players to think about. Even if you don't want to pick them up, just have them on your radar. I talked more about deeper fantasy leagues. I mean, let's face it, a lot of teams already have Garden Minshew, already have Ryan Tannehill. They already have Jared McKinnon. Shoot, even probably Joshua Kelly, even though we discussed him. Also, I discussed a little bit of the players to avoid. Don't fall for the trap of these recycled players and bad offenses like the New York Giants or even like Jordan Reed of the San Francisco 49ers. Good luck with this week's uh, waiver wire pickups. And I hope you keep on winning and I hope I help you along for that ride.